0: Welcome to FOLLOW, a Latter-day Saint scripture poetry podcast. My name is Mary Jane Rice. Thank you for joining me today. The reading this week is 2 Nephi chapters 1 and 2. The poem I'm sharing today was inspired by Lehi's teachings on the necessity for opposition in all things, as recorded in 2 Nephi chapter 2 verse 11. If you'd like to read along, you can find this poem on my website at maryjanerice.com. Let's begin. Opposition and All God eventually moves you to the other side of everything. Your team loses. You disappoint a friend. You raise teenagers and morph into your mother. You shuffle around in the same comfortable justifications your enemies broke in years ago. Experience gives us options, clothes choice and clarity. We arc through life from child to ancient, descendant to ancestor. We answer prayers and wrestle out blessings. The pendulum always swings back to God. Before Lehi died, he gathered his children around to instruct and bless them. At this time, he spoke to his firstborn son in the wilderness Jacob, who seems to be similar to Nephi in that he has known the goodness of God from a very young age. In his words to Jacob, Lehi gives a discourse similar to Paul's about how the law condemns, whereas the Messiah redeems. He also explains that there must be opposition in all things. For example, we can't comprehend light if there is no darkness. We can't understand how good sweetness tastes if we've never tasted anything bitter. I think this casts a new light on the problem of evil. That is the question of why a good God would allow so much evil to occur in this world. Part of the purpose of evil, I think, is to help us understand what is good. As humans, we are very attuned to the negative. Perhaps this is in part because we can't have happiness without having misery to compare it to. I believe opposition is necessary for us to be able to exercise moral agency as well. By moral agency I mean our freedom to choose what we will do and what we will believe, whatever that is on the moral spectrum between good and evil. I believe that exercising moral agency and taking the consequences of our choices is one of the central purposes of this life because there's no other way we can learn what the Lord wants us to know, what we need to learn to become more like Him. The Come Follow Me manual from 2020 states the following. In his teachings about agency, Lehi identified essential conditions that make agency possible and enable us to reach our divine potential, including the following. One, A knowledge of good and evil, two, a law given to mankind, three, opposing enticing choices, and four, power to act. The manual then asked several questions on these points, but the one I found most interesting was what would happen to our agency if one or more of these conditions were missing? I guess that if we had no knowledge of good and evil, we would be in the same predicament. As Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. We wouldn't know enough to help us avoid the negative consequences of doing wrong things. I think God's law is given to us in part to help us start on the road to distinguishing what is good and what is evil. Adam and Eve didn't initially have any knowledge, but they did have a law given to them. They were also given opposing, enticing choices, Should they eat the forbidden fruit or not? Then God also gave them power to act. And when they acted, they chose to gain that final missing piece they needed to be able to truly exercise agency. They chose to acquire knowledge of good and evil in part by experiencing evil. Their fault is not only what made the atonement necessary, but it was what made the atonement possible. When they became subject to spiritual and physical death, they finally understood the precious gift that life was. It's no wonder they rejoiced when the Savior's plan was explained to them. As Adam says in Moses chapter 5, verse 11, Blessed be the name of God, for because of my transgression my eyes are opened, and in this life I shall have joy, and again in the flesh I shall see God. And then Eve says in verse 12, Were it not for our transgression, we never should have had seed, and never should have known good and evil, and the joy of our redemption, and the eternal life which God giveth unto all the obedient. So it was because of their transgression that they were able to experience true joy. Now unto the poetry side of things. The Bible, the Book of Mormon, and other books of scripture that contain ancient religious poetry often use a rhetorical device called chiasmus, which is derived from the Greek word for crossing. You can find a simple definition on litcharts.com where it says, chiasmus is a figure of speech in which the grammar of one phrase is inverted in the following phrase, such that two Key concepts from the original phrase reappear in the second phrase, in inverted order. The sentence, she has all my love, my heart belongs to her, is an example of chiasmus. So just to explain that further, she and love are reiterated in reverse order as heart and her, That is a very simple example. Um, Sometimes a chiasmus can consist of multiple lines and ideas that build up to a central point and then climb back down again in reverse order, maybe with slightly different words. In this type of poetry, the center point is the most important point, and that's why it is placed at the X of the chiasmus. My poem today is not a very strictly constructed chiasmus, but it does begin and end with God. Basically, I didn't want to have to do all the hard work to build an exactly parallel reversal of themes, but I did want to give the general feel of how all of our individual lives follow that same fall from innocence that Adam and Eve experienced. And then that results in feeling like we are far away from God's presence And then, as we learn from our experiences, we are drawn back toward him and into a much deeper understanding of the wisdom of his plan for us. It can lead us back to eventual redemption and being close to God again. Um, Chiasmus is a very interesting technique, and I encourage you to try it yourself. Maybe you could do something that is more exact than what I did in this poem. Now I'll read the poem for you again. Opposition in all. God eventually moves you to the other side of everything. Your team loses. You disappoint a friend. You raise teenagers and morph into your mother. You shuffle around in the same comfortable justifications your enemies broke in years ago. Experience gives us options, clothes choice in clarity. We arc through life from child to ancient descendant to ancestor. We answer prayers and wrestle out blessings. The pendulum always swings back to God. That's all for today. You can find more of my poetry at facebook.com slash latterdaystpoetry or visit maryjanerice.com That's m-e-r-r-i-j-a-n-e-rice.com My contact information is in the show notes. Thank you for listening. May your time spent in the scriptures this week be rewarding.